I'm Ellie Swift, ex-corporate marketer turned CEO and seven-figure business mentor for high-performing women building and scaling their soul-led, intentional, and profitable online businesses. I've coached hundreds of women to make six, multi-six, and seven figures using my signature Swift marketing method. And in this podcast, I'll teach you the strategy, marketing, and mindset to help you do the same. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. And today we are going rapid fire through the 10 things that I wish every online business owner knew about selling. So the last few months of the calendar year are actually a peak sales time in the online space. There are loads of November sales, and we're also gearing up for a new year. So if you are in business, which you are because you're here, then it's a really great time of year to focus on your sales skills. Truly no skill is more important than selling. And so with that in mind, I want to share with you the 10 things that I wish every online business owner knew about selling. Now there's heaps of strategy tips and mindset hacks in these. And my aim is that they support you in whatever you're selling from here on out. I would encourage you to lean into this with an open beginner's mind to really redefine what you believe to currently be true about selling, knowing that so much of it is mindset. And then once you reframe your mindset around sales, you've really got the opportunity to anchor into creating a strategy that serves and supports you. So I'm going to rapid fire you through these 10, and I'm going to share a couple of short, sharp points on each and a couple of examples as well. The first one, it's out of integrity, not to sell. What I mean by that is that you take your client's power away if you don't sell to them, because by not selling to that potential client that is in front of us, we're making an assumption that they don't want the thing. We're deciding for them that they can't afford it or they don't have the time or whatever else we're telling ourselves is the reason why they're not going to buy from us, which is totally not okay for us to do. That's not our role. We're not giving them the opportunity to be empowered, sovereign beings. And if you believe about your clients, what I believe about mine, which I'm sure you do, which is that my clients are, and my potential clients are incredibly smart. They're incredibly curious. They're incredibly discerning. They're incredibly sovereign. Then that means that your clients are going to have the opportunity, the power, the prowess to make that decision for themselves. So to give you an example on this, if you're having a conversation with somebody who is say a single mom and you're talking to her about your life coaching package, but you don't sell to her because you have a belief that she can't afford it. That is so out of integrity to do that because that's up to her to let you know whether or not she can afford it. That's on her. And so if you are having a conversation with this single mom and you believe that she would be an absolute ideal client for you, then it's out of integrity, not to sell to her. All right. Second one, if you're not sold on yourself first, no one else 
will be. Sales is about getting really sold on yourself first. So we need to be leaders and believe that our offers, our services are the best on the market. Something that I see a lot in people is waiting for other people to tell them that their offer sounds great before they truly believe it. So for example, putting an offer out there half-heartedly, energetically believing that as soon as other people start to tell you that offer's good, that's when you're truly going to back it and start to believe it. But it doesn't work like that. As the business owner, it starts with you believing your offer is the best thing in the market first. Your ideal client is going to feel that and buy into that. Have you ever purchased from somebody who didn't seem really jazzed about their offer? Me neither. We purchase from service providers who we can tell believe their offer is the best thing in the world because that energy is infectious. That makes us want to get behind their product or service. And so it's the same for you and whatever it is that you're selling. You need to be so sold on yourself first because your ideal client is going to feel that and that's going to incentivize them to purchase from you. Third, Sales is relationship building and relationship building is the key to business. Sales is everything. And sales is literally just building relationships. My whole business has been built on relationships and building relationships. And, you know, with that said, I don't view my community as leads, but rather as individual humans that I'm forming and building relationships with consistently. I am constantly chatting with so many of you in DMs. I'm constantly looking at ways to keep building those relationships and sharing value and serving and supporting my people because I know that relationships are everything. And when you view those conversations as an opportunity to build relationships, you'll think very differently about sales. So if you look at every potential client as a human that's in front of you, that you might have the opportunity to serve and support that you want to get to know better, that you want to build a relationship with, then you're going to look at sales very differently because you'll be naturally curious. You'll naturally lean into those conversations and they will naturally then be more inclined to purchase from you if you demonstrate that level of curiosity and desire to form a relationship with them. Number four, marketing and sales are a partnership. You cannot have one without the other. The best example that I've ever heard for this is that marketing is the golf swing and sales is the remaining work to get the ball in the hole. So when you're at a driving range and you hit the ball, it doesn't always happen with one swing. The second piece is the extra swings to drive the ball home. This is especially true when you're selling high ticket and it's become increasingly true in a market that has more and more people in it, which is true for the online space. Truth is, there's not a lot of people out there who know and understand both really well. And I love that I get to teach you this because both are a strength of mine. And I believe when you master this marriage, you can do absolutely anything in your business. Number five, sales requires great listening skills. Selling is more about listening than it is speaking. A really common error that people make is when they're hopping onto sales calls, for example, they go into the sales call with the view that their entire job is to speak and sell in their package. So their whole job is to pitch, whereas that couldn't be more from what is true. The majority of a sales call is going to be you listening and then sharing back how you can support that person based on 
what it is that they most need. It's asking really great questions and it's about listening. Number six, objections are not a bad thing. Before I explain this, let's talk about this word objections for a moment, because it does sound like a real bro marketing term that was created. I think about like full Judge Judy style, like objection, your honor. It sounds very aggressive and strong and like we're fighting with somebody to make the sale, which absolutely is not the case at all. Objections are simply questions that your potential client is asking to find out more about whether the offer is right for them or not. It shows that your potential clients considering your offer, that they're perhaps even wanting you to provide answers that soothe any concerns or queries or fears that they might have. They're in the consideration phase at this point, which is a really great thing. People make the assumption that objections are a bad thing. They absolutely are not. If people are sharing their objections with you, which is essentially their questions with you, whether it be money, whether it be time, whether it be readiness, then what you will find is that they are more likely to purchase from you at that point because they're in the consideration phase of buying. While we're chatting all things sales, marketing, and strategy, I wanted to let you know that very soon I'll be announcing how you can access my much loved program, Soulful Sales Intensive, as an instant download content binge fest. This is the program I ran in 2022 as a two-day event that I was told was life-changing, game-changing, and instantly helped my clients generate more sales online. If you want to be the first to know when it's live so that you can transform your sales game for the rest of 2022 and 2023, then jump on over to elliswift.com forward slash learn to sell and pop your details in now. Number seven, selling is out of integrity if you expect someone else to take on your values and beliefs. Now, the reason why I believe selling gets a really bad rap is because there are so many people out there doing it badly. There's a very big difference between soulful selling and bad selling, (laughs) selling terribly. Let's look at some examples of why you might believe selling to be bad or or when selling is out of integrity, because it's when somebody is questioning your beliefs or your way of doing things. And I've also been on the receiving end of that. I'm sure every single one of us has been on the receiving of that. And it feels awful. So an example of this is let's say you're the potential client and you're on a call with somebody and you say to them, I really like the sound of this. I just want to have a conversation with my partner about it first because we make all our decisions together and that feels really good for me to do that. And so is it okay if I go away and have a think about it and come back to you tomorrow? Now, what would be really horrible selling is if that person started telling you that you were not being a sovereign human or not being a free human by not making the decision on your own and started questioning you about why you needed to ask your husband. And this is something that happens all the time, by the way. And so that to me would feel really, really shitty because 
that's out of alignment for me as someone who I personally really agree with that value of having the conversation with my husband because we make all our financial decisions together. And so that would feel really incongruent and I would lean out from the person that I was having the conversation with. So that would feel really gross. Whereas if I instead said to that person something, you know, say if I was the person selling and I had a potential client say that to me, what I instead might say is something like, look, I really hear you. I also make decisions with my husband as well. Is there anything that you think he's going to want to know that I can help you answer? So getting on board with them and their values, seeing them, witnessing them in those without trying to change their values or change their beliefs. So many people have the horror story of people who have told them to sell their car or remortgage their home. And if you're hearing this for the first time, yes, this type of stuff does absolutely happen and it's horrible. And what I really, really, if you take anything from this episode, want to encourage you to know is that that is not why selling needs to get a really bad rap. That's terrible selling. There is a way to sell soulfully with heart that is mutually beneficial for both you and your potential client. And when you show up from that place, you will have people more often than not thank you for your transparency, for your openness, for the way of seeing them and witnessing them and supporting them. That is so often not done and it will have clients lining up the door to want to work with you. It will have your conversion rates go through the roof because this type of selling is not common, but it's an opportunity for you to sell in this way because you're a heart-led, soul-led human who I know wants to do good in the world. And you can only do that if you sell and share your products and services. Number eight, if you know how to sell on one platform, you know how to sell on all of them. Sales skills are transferable. So yes, whilst there are absolutely different algorithms across each of the different social platforms, sales skills are transferable. If you know and understand the principles of sales psychology and selling, then you're going to know how to sell across all platforms. So don't be fooled into believing that you need to know how to sell differently across all platforms. Again, you know, there's a way to do it that's congruent with the platform for sure. So the way that I speak is always going to be more condensed if I'm selling through DMs, whereas if I'm on a sales call, it's going to be more of a flesh out conversation. But if you know how to sell on one platform, you know how to sell on all of them. Number nine, permission is key. Now that's true if you're sliding into someone's DMs and it's also true if you're having a conversation with someone through a sales call. I seek permission at every stage of the sales process and it's always based on an action that that person previously took. So for example, if I'm selling a program, I might slide into someone's DMs if I've seen that they're watching all my Instagram stories and ask them if they've considered joining that program, because I've witnessed that they're consistently taking the action of watching my stories. And so it feels very in alignment for me to ask them if they've considered joining, knowing that if they are considering joining, I might then be able to support them to answer any questions. And if they're not considering joining, then that is totally okay. And it was an opportunity to check in with someone who clearly likes my content because they keep 
keep coming back for more and I get to check in and say hi and have a conversation with them. So win-win situation. But in any situation, permission is key. I'm asking them if they've considered it. On sales calls, I share at the start of every sales call what it is that the call is going to look like, exactly how it's going to play out. And I ask them if that sounds good for them. And you'll notice that every time you ask for permission, you're building trust with your potential client. And the more trust you build, the more likely they are to want to work with you because we know that people work with us if they know, like, and trust us. Permission is key. 10. The last one here is the fortune is in the follow-up. The fortune is in the follow-up. Please remember the fortune is in the follow-up because there are far too many people out there that are selling and not following up and then being really devastated when that potential client didn't sign up with them. The fortune is in the follow-up. I've had clients tell me that they repeat that to themselves and they hear my voice saying that again and again and again. So please take that cement it into your brain that the fortune is in the follow-up. People need to hear a message or see a message from us an average of 14 to 27 times. And those stats are constantly changing and constantly increasing depending on where you read that research from. But the last research I found was that between 14 and 27 times that somebody needs to see that information from us before they're likely to buy. So that means that we need to share messaging. We need to follow up. We need to be really consistent. And the reason why this is important is because it shows and demonstrates to our potential client that we really want to work with them. And so please keep this in mind because we tell ourselves BS stories about, oh, if I follow up, then I'm being annoying or whatever. That's just all our own mindset shit. And it's just really not helpful. The most important thing is that until we get a no, we need to follow up with that potential client. We're showing that we care. We're showing that we want to work with them. We're demonstrating that we are a business owner who follows through with what we say we're going to do. Again, it actually builds the trust process. And so the fortune is in the follow-up. Make sure you follow up with your potential clients. Now, I am very, very excited because over the coming days, I'm going to be launching something that is going to support you to sell in the best way possible. It's every single thing that I know about sales, and I cannot wait to release it to you in a brand new binge-worthy access immediately format. So if you want to be the first to find out when it's released, you can jump on over to elliswift.com forward slash learn to sell. I'm also releasing it with a really amazing extended payment plan for those of you that that might really support right now coming into the Christmas period have never done anything like it before. That is an option as well. So please sign up to elliswift.com forward slash learn to sell to be the first to find out about it. Have the most amazing day ahead and I will be back here with you next week. Bye for now. 